You're listening to the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus. Changing rock history, one podcast at a time. everybody welcome back to the ludini hard rock and metal circus my name is lou lombardi aka ludini uh sitting with me on the on the right side with me tonight is miss lily v6 uh from rock rage radio say hi lily <laughs> hi lily okay we've got lily v6 <laughs> hanging out with us um and keith That's the Hawk, Hawk, we've got the hawkster from all the way down to new orleans what's going on hawkmeister how you doing buddy what's up man how's it going it's going great brother how's things Things are just grooving here at the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus. Always. Okay, and tonight's topic is Bruce Dickinson versus Rob Halford. Who rocks harder? Who's the greater metal god? We're gonna we want to dissect it all. We want to talk about the stage presence. We want to talk about career. We want to talk about vocal capacity, range, whatever styles, all that. And that is gonna be all thrown into the mix, and we're gonna be hitting that hard here in a minute. Uh, first of all, let's do a little business. You are listening to the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus. And you can go to LudiniRockandRollCircus.com to get a lot more information there. We are, uh, the w- keep checking often because I'm really excited. Uh, my good friend, uh, um, Carrie, has been reworking our website a bit. So there's some cool stuff going on there. Um, some merchandise there. Make sure that you guys pick, your, pick yourselves up a little bit of merchandise. That helps us out. And when you hear the podcast that you really love, please share them around. It gets uh, the word out about what we're doing, helps us promote some indie bands as well, and just helps us keep great guitar-driven rock alive and well. And uh, so here we are. Uh, Today is July the 18th, 2018. Summer's just flying by. Summer's just flying by. Rock and roll is alive and kicking hard, as you're going to hear tonight. we are. Uh, we have a, a, a featured band. We're going to play a little bit later on. We're going to play Reign of Z a little bit later. Uh, Pittsburgh's own Reign of Z. Um, and uh, the rest of the time, though, is going to be devoted to Rob and Bruce. So um, before we get into all that, uh, Keith, you got anything new you want to talk about? Anything going on? You uh, you want to get off your chest before we get started? Uh, my chest is fine. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, so we can talk. We can talk all night about some. Two metal heavyweights, man. All right, we're going to get into it. All right, Lily, anything you want to uh, get off your chest before we uh, jump in and start start talking about some priest and some maiden? I would love to detach these and get this off my chest. However, that's there forever. But I'm in a comic book. I just had to tell everybody because I'm excited about it. So what is this about? Tell us about it. It's a project that a local comic, uh, Dave Columbus, is working on. Um, He's taking a bunch of cosplayers and creating one big book out of all of it. uh, Kind of like old school comic style. And it's pretty exciting. And he chose me as one of the people. And I got my comic done. And it's so exciting. And I'm kind of geeking out about it <laughs> cool beans that's freaking awesome so lily, i've seen that you are a comic book lily is a comic book character I, that doesn't i mean whatever i'm all the things <laughs> not a comical character no. although sometimes i mean depends bit, on yeah. my day really okay so let's get into this right now we're going to be talking we are talking about the two heavyweights of metal the, the kind of like the what like the 
Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost of metal, right? Halford and and Dickinson. I mean, they are the they are it. I mean, you know, maybe, okay, maybe Ozzy. You know, maybe he's Ozzy's the great. Ozzy's like the God James, the Father. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, I'm talking yeah, about like like Dio's Dio's dead. So I'm just talking about who's like out and active and doing <laughs> stuff right now. So, um, so Dio doesn't count. Let's no, work. We'll get into Dio. We'll do another. <laughs> you know, we'll do it. We'll do. We will do an Ozzy versus Dio show. Yes. That's that's another show. That'll that be we, fun. That'll be a lot of fun. I think people will really enjoy it. Okay, so who wants to start? Who wants to jump in first? Lily, Keith, who wants to start? In? We do a little bit of con. con uh, I think we should start with a little bit of um, comparing and contrasting in the beginning, and um, sort of kind of take it from there, see where that leads us, and we're gonna talk about the audience's picks. Uh, a lot of people weighed in on this as well this week. They did. So, yeah. So, um, why, uh, Lily, why don't you go ahead and. Uh, Give us a little bit of sort of, you know, kind of what you're thinking about this subject here. I, um, I'd i like to start by saying this was just not fair <laughs> to do this to me because I like them both very much for very different reasons. Um, so this was hard for me to pick when you hear my pick at the end. I'm, I don't, doesn't matter. Well, why don't think. we do this? Why don't you talk about some of the reasons? Give us, give us one of the reasons why you say you like them both for different reasons. So yes. Give us one of the reasons why... You really love Rob Halford because he <laughs> has great style. I love all of his fashion. That's that's my last pick on that. But I love that he went from they were starting to wear sort of like sixty style, but kind of got themselves outdated. And he just decided I'm going to go full on leather and studs. And I'm sorry, I love it. So that's one of the reasons I like Rob. No, it doesn't have have anything to do with his voice, but that's one of my reasons. Well, that's okay because it's the whole package. I yes. mean, rock isn't just about. The music, it's about the complete experience. So, you know, I like, I like watching definitely part of it. Yeah, definitely part mm -hmm. of it. Keith. Yo. What do you, who do you want to talk about? You want to talk, you want to talk about Bruce or Rob? And then pick something about th 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 that you really love. Which one are you going to hit? Um, to me, it's just funny because I'm not going to like, you know, we're, I'll single out the details later, but. If you look at the timelines of both these bands, both of these singers have actually left the band one time before. So these, these two guys are legendary singers, and they've actually been replaced by people that weren't, you know, those guys. So they had to bring them back. I mean, those bands probably would have did anything at that point to bring them back, and that's no fault of Tim Rowans or Blaze Bailey or, you know, the guys that replaced the two were mentioning but it just goes to show you that they're two timeless metal vocalists that are irreplaceable man without those two those bands would be because i mean you figure even in our Hayden, paul Hanna was the was the original singer and dickinson took that band to another level so trying to try and my point is trying to pick one of these two is just very difficult also and i think that uh both these bands have had such success in our on the, should be on the Mount Rushmore of, of metal god, but uh, it's tough to pick. But uh, well, the, well, uh, let's not. We'll reserve our picks for the end. But what can you give us something that that you when you hear? Well, since we're talking about Rob Halford, when you hear Rob Halford, give me something stand out about Halford that you just go like, yeah, that's like freaking awesome. I mean, when I when I hear Rob Halford sing and hit the highest note he can, I mean that. Shit will shatter glass, man. And he is a like that that guy. That guy could sing not just a typical kind of like we'll call it the old school 
metal style, but he can take it into the stratosphere and hit hit notes that few people can when he's on his game, you know. So that's and then he comes out in the leather. He rides a motorcycle on the stage. I mean, that's pretty rock and roll. So what it's, um, uh, do you have it written? Does when did you win? Because he has a certain octave range that's like insane. Did either one of you guys write that down or it was that four point something? Or yeah, whatever. Some, I couldn't remember crazy. what it was. He has some crazy. <laughs> uh, I did look range. it up though. <laughs> um, what I when I was speaking of his uh, vocal range. What I think is so amazing on him is he can do that really like high stuff, but then he can do like stuff that's way more vocally like manageable, like you got another thing coming, which, you know, yes, he hits a couple of those screams in there, but basically it's just kind of like regular singing and he sounds really, really good in that like lower register. He sounds completely fine. It doesn't, he doesn't sound like he's like scraping the bottom of his range to like do that. And when he's singing high, he sounds completely comfortable there. And I think um, that's what really um, sets him apart in my mind as a vocalist is that ability to be able to kind of like do all those different things. AKA you know? screaming for vengeance. Yeah. Thanks, Uncle Jimmy. I saw that. Yeah. I was going to say that. Um, <laughs> so let's have a little bit of a, um, I have some stuff queued up here for you guys. So let's take a look. This is um, this is a a, a video, a, a YouTube video from Wacko Zero. Wacko 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 Zero. Yes. And um, the vocal <laughs> range of Rob Halford. Let's just take a little bit of uh, of, a, of a listen to some of this right here. Is it gonna work? Um. Yeah, yeah, let's refresh and hopefully there won't be some stupid ad. That's good. Well, here he is singing kind of like in the his lower range. Now here's a little bit of, um, this is... He's going up a bit there. So there's a little bit of a, uh, a smattering. There's a little bit of a smattering there of uh, a collage of the uh, Halford man himself. And just what we were talking about is that, you know, range of, you know, way up to like more kind of like straight stuff. He can do all of that stuff. So vocal range aside, let's let's uh, let's let's move on and let's get into a little bit of Bruce breath. Um, <laughs> so not Bruce Springsteen. That's. That's uh, Keith's favorite uh, vocalist. Um, every time, Keith. Every time. <laughs> so let's talk. About, <laughs> so let's go ahead and, and uh, talk about Lily. Tell us something about Bruce Dickinson. You absolutely love and think is just really special. I actually love his voice better than Rob's. I think it's more pleasing. Um, it's I. No, don't get me wrong. I love Rob. I just it's all. He's always kind of like doing the high things. I think he has a better range in doing high and low and like softer stuff and all of that. Like softer meaning like, I guess more ballady. But I just that's what I prefer uh, from Bruce. What do you think? What's your 
What's your standout thing about Bruce, uh, Keith? It's the way he can work a crowd. When you see when you see Maiden live, that dude owns that freaking stage. I mean, he's all over the place. He's putting on crazy mask. He's got the crowd eat out of his hand. Uh, whether it's playing in front of, uh, unfortunately, in the U.S., you know, not doing as well as they probably were back in the day, but they can still go to South America, Europe, or somewhere. Still play festivals in front of 100,000 people. And there's 100,000 people knowing every freaking... These people can't even speak English, but they're the worst of the Iron Maiden. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's all about the so, eye contact. So, so, just that the, this band has been around for so long that it's just... He just knows how to work a crowd. And then when the show's over, he can get in a plane and fly to freaking plane to the next gig. So, hey, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty badass to me. This guy is yeah, doing a lot. That would be a good you, podcast. Uh, rock stars who have cool... Second careers like um, Steve, Mor- Steve Morse, Steve Morse from Steve Morse from uh, um, Iron May or uh, not Iron Maid from Deep Purple is a, is an airline was an airline pilot for like ten years. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, he took a break and flew airplanes for directing. Uh, so, anyways, um, yeah, um, I I love I think it's really I, I love Bruce's singing. Um, I. I think he's one of the like greatest singers in rock, and it's just very um, uh, recognizable, instantly recognizable. Just like, and really, there is, and and one of the things about him I really love is there really is no other singer for Iron Maiden music. <laughs> you know, I've I've actually done some Iron Maiden covers and everything, and I have to completely rework them. I have to. I can't do them in that style. I've got to. Well, his voice you know, is so distinct. You can't. It, yeah, and you, well, and, that's both of them, right? right? And then that with that sort of sort of uh, type of um, metal with that sort of like I hate to use the word classical sort of influence. I think he is the go-to vocalist. Like I with I thought I always thought, and I think it would be really fun that Ingve should do a record with Bruce Dickinson. I think that would just be the <laughs> shit. Because those two guys have that, mm-hmm. both have that neoclassical thing going on, and I think it would be a neoclassical metal orgasm in your. That ear. would be an interesting show. You know, that would just <laughs> be like just absolutely sick. Um, so, so speaking but, of, but, go ahead, Keith. But, but, it's, but instead, Ingbe's doing pro, and so you know that good yeah, show yeah. there. I, I seen that on uh, Ripper's Ripper's page there. Oh, he's, he is working with Ripper. Uh, I, I don't want to take anything away from Ripper because, I mean, he stepped in. No, that no. And he sounded just, he sounded good. He could sing that stuff well, but he was not Rob. Um, speaking of Bruce, let's go ahead and take a little listen of some of Bruce's greatest moments. He is, 
he has uh, great control over his vibrato. You know, I mean, it's not like all over the place. You know, he can really that um, that uh, end of flight of Icarus. You know, mm. where he hits that last note, and he just it's gets completely together. That's he's not you know you know going crazy with it. It's all exactly very controlled. Yeah, very controlled. He knows he's got command over his instrument like like nobody's freaking business. Um, and it's I think for people like Keith and I especially. Lily, I mean, you don't play Mm-mm. an instrument or you don't play in a band or anything, but Keith and I have worked with different singers, and when you hear singers like Rob Halford and Bruce Dickinson, it's just really exciting to hear guys that have that kind of command over their voice. You know what I'm talking about, Keith? I mean, not as much as I would like that, but I <laughs> people that, I've heard people that can sing really well. I mean, they're not in the echelon of metal singers like those guys but I've, I've worked with a couple female vocalists that can really sing and they can you know, definitely hit it where it needs to be and it's uh it's impressive to hear somebody even when i'm you know whether regardless i'm working with somebody or not once i hear somebody that can sing to me watching a band doesn't matter what kind of music i listen to the singer first probably people be like well you should listen to the drummer first well hey man that's speaking right, of the so, singer <laughs> That <laughs> might be Rob Halford walking in right now. You can, uh, you can just. To me, it just gives me it gets that you get that goosebump thing when you hear a singer that can sing with great range and control and just you know when they're just they just own it. You know, it's just someone has a gift like that. I mean, it's kind of hard to not give it credit. So, no matter, like I said, regardless of what kind of music it is, I really listen to the vocal first in a band, and that really kind of makes or breaks a band for me. I don't care. You have the best musicians in the world, but if your singer is not good, I don't think that you can hang. It's not going to work. What, what? One of the things that, um, I mean, l- let's talk a little bit about these guys' careers. Um, because, you know, they both were had left and come back at different times. Um, one of the things that I love about Rob Halford is, you know, he was probably... The guy that said you can be tough, you can be a badass, you can sing heavy metal, and you can be gay. It's like fine, like and it works. And it told yeah, I and mean, he kind of <laughs> like you. You know, I, I think there was a suspicion, just like I think there was a suspicion about um, Freddie Mercury. Well, you know, for many many years, you know. But I mean, the way Rob played it and continues to play it, and is just completely, you know comes off as just like, you know, it's just, it, it ain't even a thing. You know what I mean? He's just a badass. And, and, and he, he went through that because when that first came out, guys, like right now, everybody's like, right, isn't like, you know, half the world is trans this and, you know, what gender, have you? gender neutral that and, you know, buy this and LGBT, you know. And so it's kind of like a... Like it's a, not even a thing. Yeah, now. it's not even a thing. But you guys got to put go in a place in time. Here's a heavy metal singer in the 80s and it comes out that he is walking on the other side of the street you know there's a lot of eyebrows raised and there was a lot of people who were like kind of put off by that yeah a lot of people stopped listening to him i know but i think ultimately rob showed that a number one he's got the goods he's an amazing singer that that was never any kind of gimmick or anything he's a great performer and he's been able to you guys remember when he did leave Judas Priest and did a band called Fight? 
I was going to mention him because, I mean, like, I mean, we're talking like about that era. He sang a lot very different kind of ranges on that. He really experimented on that one where with a lot of deeper kind of range. He also had his own in another band, Halford. We yeah. had that where I wasn't familiar with that, but I remember him taking the actual drummer, Scott Travis, with him, and they started the band Fight. And when I first heard that, I didn't really. It kind of. I was taken aback by the fact that it was Rob Halford. I knew that he was the singer in the band, but I was like. Sometimes on a couple of the tracks, I was like, is he letting somebody else sing on this one? Or what's going he, on? Because, that's but then he kicks, yeah. kicks into his Rob thing, you know? And, so. and, and, and like, what what I thought was so great about that was, at that time, I mean, Judas Priest, was they were still out, they were still touring, they had Ripper Owens, they were doing their thing, but they were kind of a tribute act to Judas Priest at that time. Whereas Rob Halford was doing original music that was big on MTV, being played on 120 minutes, being played on Headbangers Ball. I mean, he became current. You know, here's this quote-unquote older guy of metal who kind of reinvents himself with this sort of alt-metal kind of sound, and it, he totally pulls it off. And I think that this just shows that, like, he has the freaking goods. He's the real deal. He's a real rock and roller. And you know what? He's a hell of a nice guy. Have you ever seen him interviewed? Just the most chilled, relaxed. Very, he's very like a real down earth gentleman. He's an English gentleman. That's what he is. It's all of that. He's done a lot of uh, for AIDS research. A lot of for the uh, gay community. He's always in the uh, Phoenix Gay Parade parade. He's like first card cruising down the street, waving everybody. He does a lot for the the gay community, and he always embraced that. And never, you know, when it when it did come out, he basically just never shy away from. It. That's what he said for years in his lyrics. Trying to like subliminally tell people, but yeah. it was you know. Well, the 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 thing of it is, is that how much more metal can you get than like <laughs> I'm gay? The answer is what none are you more. Do about it, you know. I'm, I'm still metal, whatever, you know. He, whatever. He well, I mean, it's hard to That's as that's as that's as that's metal and as rock and roll as it gets. In the dead of night, love a fight. I don't know what he talked about as a kid, but then later on, you're like, hey, what does he talk about? <laughs> I think I know. Uh, well, go ahead, Lily. I'm sorry. Keith and I were kind of like going off. What, what do you want? Chime in with something there. Jump in, girl. I, you guys talked about the gay stuff. I was going to talk about that. But I, like you guys said, he doesn't care. He's a badass regardless. He is the metal god. That's kind of, oh, yeah, there I am. That's kind of all that uh, you really have to say about that section of it, which is the rest of what I... Although, no, I had more a little bit here. Yeah, go ahead. You want to add a few things? Yeah. So, jump so also with the entire band, they kind of like... They're a little more diverse, I think, than Iron Maiden. Like, they did, like, the heavy blues rock, progressive rock. They added synthesizer synthesizers in the 80s. Uh, they did even a little bit of new metal. So that was my one of my positives for the Rob Halford side. Um, do you guys know that, um, and Lily and I were talking, I don't know if you knew this, Keith, that Rob and Bruce did a song together? Yeah, it's... Um what the hell's the name of it? It's called the one, you, the one You Love to Hate. The One You Love to Hate. I'm going I'm to play it. Let's check it out for a second. That's sick. You think you want to know me? You think you want to own me? 
Critical Jam. So that is the, the boys together. <laughs> Both Rob and Bruce are rocking out uh, together. Cool jam. Yeah, from the album uh, okay. Resurrection. Do you, could you, um, uh, and, and, and this is kind of a little funny thing about how nice of a guy Rob Halford really is. There's a uh, there was a little, uh, not an argument, but I guess. It, uh, Bruce Dickinson was asked about well, what do you think about these artists using like Ozzy using teleprompters and he said that he walked on stage and saw that Rob Halford had a teleprompter with the words to breaking the law and he was like what the hell it's like breaking the law breaking the law why the hell do you need that and he just thought it was ridiculous and and they asked Rob Halford what he thought about it he's like hey he says Bruce and I are friends he says he says I play in a lot of different bands he says I, I just need that he just totally acted like he never didn't cop an attitude or didn't get mad at Bruce. He was just like, nah, I'm sorry, yeah, whatever. Just me. I need that. Again, just total comfortability in his own skin. And I think that's something I think that we kind of all admire. Don't, don't you admire when you meet somebody like that? It's like they're totally comfortable. They're totally own, cool. And they make you, they put you at ease too. So, Keith, I know you got more to say. Go ahead, buddy. No, that's a good point. I mean, it seemed to the type of person that, you know, anything bad to say about anybody like I said I don't know the man personally but he always seems like very down earth gracious dude so uh yeah one thing about Halford you can say so, um I don't know if we're gonna get into like next topic or something anything where it's like you're looking at different just aspects of their careers I think it's funny sometimes because I love both those bands but if you look at it I think Iron Maiden is sold Almost twice as many albums as uh, as Judas Priest. If you look at it, I think you're right. Have they? I was not aware of that. Okay. Yeah, but at the same time, if you take songs like "Living After Midnight," uh, you got another thing coming. Those are radio hits. Classic radio plays the crap out of those, and Iron Maiden has done a ton with their career, selling almost 100 million albums with very little support. I mean, they were getting a lot of videos on Headbanging the Ball, but they weren't in like rotation. You know, yeah. so it's like. It's impressive, you know, both sold a ton of albums, and it's impressive, but that commercially speaking, it's funny that Priest hasn't sold more than they have, because they had, those, those two songs were very commercial, commercially successful songs for them, so it's kind of weird to see them just not being, hitting that, uh, you know, the 100 million mark. But. I mean, when I think of Judas, when I think about it, I remember just, this is funny that you say that, because... Growing up as a kid, I heard way more Judas Priest on local rock radio than I did Iron Maiden. So that's kind of interesting. I didn't even start listening to Maiden till I was married. So M Married to Maiden. Oh. Now I'm divorced. What's that like? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think it's... um Those bands have to... When they kind of get away from their roots... We'll say their sounds, and they kind of branch out a little bit. They don't do as well. Remember, like when Judas Priest brought off the Turbo album? Yeah, it just didn't really. I mean, I'm listening to that, and like, I like ram it down. And it was just a, it was a string out for Priest that was very kind of synthy, and I wasn't, you know, as 
metal, I guess we'll say, as you know their previous stuff. And that was the same with Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden on a string of albums too, where I can't even name one song off. Maybe it was the Blaze Bailey uh, era from like '94 to '99, even in early 2000s. It's it's hard to fuck with you know the Joneses when musical landscapes always change, and these bands try to keep up with them, maybe by experimenting and doing different things. But when they do their best and they sell the most albums and get their fan base happy, I think is when they stick to what they know. I understand the bands branch out, but it's some of the, both those bands have had some uh, screen albums too that weren't so weren't so happening. Regardless of who would have sang on the, the well, I think sorry, no, go ahead. okay. Well, I think bands like these two bands need to stick to what they know, need to stick to what they're good at, and not sort of like go everywhere with it, just because it's the kind of fan base that wants to hear sort of the same sound over and over again. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, that sucks, but <laughs> they 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 can do it. These are two bands that can do that. Um, let's um, uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a break in a few minutes and and play a band. Um, but before we do that, why don't Lily? Do you have some comments you want to read from fans? Oh yes, I can do that. Lily, hopefully is our they comment, came up. Comment girl. <laughs> so all right, uh, from Jim Horoski, uh, he says, "Complete showman." Uh, that that's in reference to Bruce. Um, Jerry Johnson, no way the trooper all day long, hands down. Uh, Bruce Dickinson, yes, the Bruce Dickinson from Jason Pinkney. Uh, Chris Thunderwolf, both of them have the same vocal octave range, which I was not aware of that, but okay, cool. Cool, good to know. Um, and RJ Diamond, hey, Dickinson flies Ed Force One. End of story, the guy kicks ass. <laughs> also, RJ Dickinson also fronted Samson and had a killer solo career, loved Love Accident at Birth, as well as Balls to Picasso. And Billy Mank says, lost you. <laughs> so he lost us for a minute. Okay. Um, <laughs> but that's all I have because, you know, phones. we had on our, from our post this week, we had uh, D. Schultz or D. Scholes, sorry, uh, Jim Horoski. Uh, Jim Hor- Jim's all over this. Uh, uh, Cody, Cody Newkirk, <laughs> Jason Pinckney, Brian Jetter, Tom Proctor, uh, RJ Diamond. Um, so, guys, thanks so much. We, we love it when you guys participate. We're going to. Um, we're going to promote a band um, right now, uh, a great metal band. They're actually from the uh, from Pittsburgh. They're a band called Reign of Z. Female fronted. Yeah, female fronted. This is a track called Whispers, Whispers in the Walls. Uh, if you guys need to take a break, you need to go grab a smoke. Um, you know, we need to do anything. This is a you know, check out the band. But if you need to be doing something else, you can't sit right in front of the computer. Just crank this up while you. You know, run to take a squirt or whatever you're doing. And uh, we're going to crank this up. Whispers in the Walls, Reign of Z on the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus.
That's Reign of Z, Pittsburgh's own Reign of Z on the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus. I'll give these guys a little bit of a something something here. We you can go to you can go to the website. The website is rain simple reignofz.com. Um they're doing a lot of cool stuff. Are they doing something? You said, oh, you're playing Reign of Z, and you were. Are they doing something coming up? The, uh, they have a lot of stuff coming up. I, okay. I don't have anything narrowed down right I now. I thought but maybe you yeah. had something in nothing specific. Specific you wanted to talk no. about. <laughs> um, real quick, let's just. I want to kind of like hit a few highlights here of um, these two gentlemen. Um, Bruce Dickinson. Uh, perhaps uh, this is great. This is from uh, AllMusic.com. Perhaps second only to Rob Halford, Iron Maiden's Bruce Dickinson was the most acclaimed and instantly recognizable vocalist who emerged from the new wave of British metal movement of the early '80s. I mean, like we're here, we are talking about it, and I didn't even realize this when I pulled this up. Uh, he was born in 1958 uh, in Workshop. Nottinghamshire. 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 Yeah, Nottinghamshire. Hey, check this out. He was in a band called Sticks, but not the stick, not sticks. Not like, sticks. Yeah, not sticks, but he was in a band called Sticks. Um, he didn't. No, he did not sing Mr. Roboto. Um, but uh, he's st- he was in a band called can, Samson. Though. And it's in a movie. I can't remember what movie it's in, but they go into a bar and Samson's playing, and it's, it's Bruce Dickinson singing. I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, uh, they were named after the uh, the guitarist Paul Samson. Uh, the um, the band issued a pair of albums with Dickinson singing, uh, and then we move on to almost immediately after his exit from Samson, Iron Maiden singer Paul. De- uh, how do you say his name? Diano. Um, Left the band yeah. despite being the, in the midst of a meteoric rise to stardom. Uh, tryout was arranged with Dickinson and was named Iron Maiden's new vocal- vocalist in 1981. Several months after joining the group, Maiden released The Number of the Beast, which, and sort of like the rest is freaking history. Metal right? history. Yeah, I mean, that's just it. Uh, there have been few vocalists in the history of heavy metal whose singing style has been as influential and instantly recognizable. As the man himself. Look at that outfit. Rob Halford, including all the leather and studs, mm. born on August 25th, 1951. So he's what? A smidge older. Four years older. A few older. A few couple or years older. Or seven years, something um, like that. Uh, our boy, uh, Bruce. Um, uh, in, in Birmingham, England, both England. Something about England has something in the water over there. Uh, began singing as a teenager, fronting a local band called Hiroshima, and uh, uh, working as a theatrical lighting engineer. Oh. But a freak occurrence landed Halford the frontman spot in an up and coming rock band out of Birmingham called Judas Priest in 1973. A lot of people forget that Priest has been around since the freaking early 70s. Yep. And their sound has really evolved. They've done, a, they've, they've gone, and sometimes it sucked. <laughs> and sometimes it's been cool, um, and they are out of out of all the me- like that that sort of era of metal bands. That sort of what they call the new wave of British heavy metal. Yep, new wave of British yeah. heavy metal. They, they're kind of like the most um, uh, diverse or the most sort of experimental. You know, they they've gone into the most territories, um, but. You know, so so he gets so he gets in priest real early. Uh, you know, Halford's sister was dating priest bassist Ian Hill. Um, 
And the one day a few members were over at Halford's house when they overheard Halford singing along to the radio. Priest had just lost her singer, so tryout was set up. Halford was promptly accepted into Priest, joining Hill, the twin guitar team of K.K. Downing, Clifton, Glenn Kipton, Glenn Tipton, and I'm so not freaking worthy, I can't even say the words, and a revolving door <laughs> of drummers. Um, so, And that's another thing. We could do a compare and contrast between Iron Maiden and Priest. Is both have this t- killer dual guitar teams, um, and we could maybe do a podcast on great dual uh, guitar teams in, in hard rock and metal at some other point. But, um, but so, so again, and, the, and again, you know, so the sound, the, the Priest's uh, sound shifted more towards the metallic sound. By 74, the first album was uh, issued on a small label, um, although the debut was an unfocused affair with uh, quickly sank from sight. Each successive release, Priest focused their sound uh, and, and songwriting, leading to a string of, of uh, certifiable metal classics that broadened their worldwide fan base. Um, just, you know, people forget that these guys started so early and they've done so many different kinds of music and it took a while, you know, to kind of to kind of catch. You know, they didn't kind of... And Iron Maiden the same way, right, Keith? Iron Maiden doesn't sort of emerge full form, you know. They've got to find Bruce Dickinson and kind of find their voice, you know. Uh, and, and so um, the, the two things that are about the... about You know, things that both these singers... Um, have in common that are just um, really interesting. Um, so I have plathered on uh, enough about that. Somebody else talk. <laughs> Sorry, what word was that? Who would like to Who would like to speak next? Go, Lily. Go ahead. I don't know if I have much else to say about oh, this. Jesus Christ, Lily. Christ, oh, what? Sweet Lily. Let's not bring him into this. Ah, oh, sweet Lily, you've got to say something. I can say who I chose. Okay, do we want to go there? Do we want to go that? Do we want to say who we, who we, uh, who our hearts are with? Let's do. Let's do, let's do that. We long enough. We've, we've kept <laughs> on long enough. Okay, so we've teased long enough. So we'll go around the room. I never tease long enough, but okay. anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we'll go around the room. We'll start with Lily. Well, then, we'll, then Keith, and then me. So who's who's your pick? My pick. Even though it was very difficult for me to pick between the two, and I had to go off of different things other than the singer itself is going to be Bruce Dickinson because I just prefer Iron Maiden a hair a hair better than Judas Priest sea hair yes red sea hair yes okay better than Judas Priest because uh go ahead why is it gotta be red (laughs) (laughs) who knows (laughs) I don't know um they both have fantastic voices. The songs are all great. I just like Iron Maiden songs a little better because of kind of like the stories they tell. And um, that's uh, that's just real. Oh, and the way that uh, Bruce uh, connects with the audience, like uh, Keith said earlier, I just, I just like it better. And I drive really, really fast whenever I hear Iron Maiden. And I know that's awful, but it just gets me going. It's awesome. All right. So, Hawkmeister, Hockenheimer, what do you got, buddy? Well, I hate to say this, but for first time in a long time, I'm in complete agreement with uh, <laughs> these six there. We'll, uh, we'll say that this is a, a rare occurrence, but I think for me, they're both amazing vocalists. I, they're, since I hear both their voices, I know instantly who it is, whatever, whatever project they're in. Uh, both amazing live. They both have a little bit of a thing going on. Like I said, Bruce is pretty much all over the stage and asking, you know, having, you know, the crowd just really into it. I 
Rob brings out more of the attachments the motorcycle and the leather. You know, but they're, you know, they're different, but they're both great. Which is okay. You know, that's, that works. I think at the end of the day, uh, that's a tough one too, but I'm going to go with Dickinson just due to the fact that I do like Iron Maid's music just a little bit more than Priest. I think Priest got away from what they did for a while, and when they tried to bring it back, it's just like a little too dated. And I'm not sure even like of this of the uh, some of the latter some of the later uh, Iron Maiden stuff. I'm not a huge fan of, but when it comes to the legendary sound of both, I think I just prefer music a little bit more. And the songs, I think, are a little bit more interesting in yeah. Iron Maiden with the, with the stories and, you know, things like that. Um, it's a, it's definitely a tough one. That's hard to, to pick two, two legendary, you know, performers like that. But I maybe I'm shying away from the vocal part of it. They're both great. But with me, for me, it's just it's, it's Bruce Dickinson. Like that, that much. right? Not that much. Yeah. That much. All right. I know. I am, and I will admit I'm the odd man out. Um, I am, I love Bruce Dickinson. Like, as a singer myself, I'm like, I'm so not freaking worthy. However, I have to pick Rob Halford. Um, I think that because of the diversity of the career that he's had between Halford, Fight, and Judas Priest, he's shown that he can do music that sounds very current and be totally relevant. You know, despite, you know, I mean, he can kind of like, he's, in my opinion, he's, he's surpassed Judas Priest. Um, uh, you know, also, I like the fact that he is a little less controlled than Bruce Dickinson. Bruce Dickinson is the singer's singer. I mean, he's got, it's like, he's got his ultra, ultra you know, controlled. Mm. Halford sounds like he could go off the rails at any minute like is he where's that note going oh but he nails it but he creates that moment of tension where it's 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 he's got that bit of, he's got that element of chaos um you like that and i freaking love that um, i love like all that he's been through how he you know he was kind of like you know knocked down and he kind of came back like fight actually was like a way more relevant band than judas priest was at that time um, That's true. And the, and the, true. And the, both those albums they did. If you have not listened to them, go get them. You can listen to my Spotify. I promise you, you will have chills. It's absolutely amazing. And he does all his great stuff from the high stuff to the low. So, uh, absolutely freaking um, amazing. So uh, that that's why I have to pick Halford. And on top of that, he has the, he has way better haircut. Than Bruce Dickinson. And, <laughs> I told you the fashion's not so good and, in here. And, and way better facial hair. <clears throat> I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> so, uh, well, so, well, there were Bruce Dickinson rocked the mullet like nobody's business, man. That shit was. I mean, way, Iron Maiden has no fashion sense. Short. Bruce has no fashion sense. It's okay. It's all party in the back, man. There's you know what? He he top. doesn't need to have fashion. He's a great singer. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, and th- and that that's fine. I mean, I'm I the last comment was that was all that was mm-hmm. a bit tongue in cheek because I'm if you guys who don't aren't watching and just listening, I have shaved head and I have a similar 
Rob Halford facial hair. Um, <laughs> Looks good. So, um, so you know, that was kind of a bit of a joke. Um, but no, so so, I'm just, so we have so we've got two for Dickinson, one for Halford. Dickinson comes out on top in this round here, and uh, I, I, I it, that is no, that is not a bad thing because I love him as well. I just, you know, I just again, like you guys said, this like a, it was a like red this. sea hair. More. That's the only. That's the difference. It's it was. It was so hard for me to pick which one to choose tonight, and I just had to go like because I had to go with different factors other than their singing to pick. And there's a lot of factors. I mean, rock is. You know, we're gonna do a podcast on these these like <clears throat> elder statesmen of rock still going out and performing, and is that cool or, or what is what's the what do you guys think about that? We're gonna do a show on that, <clears throat> but. There is an aspect of rock, and it has been in rock since the beginning, since Elvis was Elvis Pelvis, where the visual aspect of it is, is part of it. It's important. It's absolutely part of it. It's, you know, not the most important part necessarily, no, but, but it is part of it. It, it helps. It, yeah. So, <laughs> um, so that is something to consider uh, as well. But I, I would never di- uh, diss Bruce Dickinson over his fashion sense or anything like that because he's such an he amazing need, talent he doesn't need it it's just it's <laughs> sick it's just unbelievable so so we've got two, well, against, two against one yeah. bruce dickinson you ever see him you ever see him use a sword man he'll carve your ass up <laughs> too man you, you, he hears I, you saying that about him i love him i'd like he'll to see your, him he'll do your neck haircut nice and tight for you richard um, dar i, I want to just say a rich dar is watching and uh, bruce um, um, Mickey Hernandez says, Mickey says, I love them both, but Painkiller is on a whole, Painkiller is on a whole different level. Thank you, Mickey Hernandez, for chiming in. Mickey has a great band as well. Um, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and give those guys a, just a bit, just a wee bit of a shout out. Just a wee bit. All of a sudden, I'm Irish. Dark entries. Uh, so check those guys out as well. Google them. And friend Mickey on Facebook or social media. He's a friendly guy. He's a friendly guy. I don't know why all of a sudden I'm all of a sudden I'm Irish. Why are you doing voices all of a sudden? All of a sudden I'm doing voices I'm Irish. Oh, this is the pot at the end of the rainbow here. I'm smoking the pot <laughs> at the end of the rainbow. So uh, now I want you to dress up like a leprechaun. That is going to be my Halloween costume this year. I'm going to be sweet. That would be, that would be awesome, right? <laughs> like the lep- like from the movie, the scary movie Leprechaun. Do that one. I know it's not yeah. scary, but the horror movie Leprechaun. Yeah, Le- Le- Leprechaun Two is the considered the worst movie of all time. Is know? it really? That like Plan Nine. It's up there with like Plan Nine from Outer Space and all those. Nice. And Jennifer Aniston really? in it. I yeah. knew that before she. It was before the nose job, right? I'm pretty sure. It was before the nose job. Yeah. See, I do see movies, just not often. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You know, Jennifer Aniston's a beautiful woman. Oh, she is. Why she thought she needed a nose job? It was probably like her freaking manager telling her to do it or something. That's how that works anymore. I mean, I, Jennifer, I, wait a minute. Like, I, Jennifer Grey ruined her career. Because of a nose because job. Because of a nose job. But I can understand why, in her mind, she may have thought she needed it. Because she did have a kind of um, it was, distinctive yeah. kind of nose. But she was so one. cute. But so does Je- Sarah Jessica Parker. Truth. You know what I mean? And her so, career like, just fine. Yeah, her career was just fine for a long time. So... Um, why Jennifer and and why Joan Jett no longer looks like that's a whole podcast. That is a whole podcast. She does not look like I'm like uh, that. She that that person sounds like Joan Jett. That's my woman. That, that's that's a totally different face. 
I love her. It's like Face Off. It's like the movie Face Off with Joan Jett. Oh, God. <laughs> Joan, I love you. You're like one of my heroes. But what are you doing with your face? Oh, you people. And you're, oh, God. Yeah, I'm just going to let everything fall where it may. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Jesus Christ. Who's hanging out with us? Michael, Michael A. Morgan. What's Jimmy say? Now we got Jimmy. Jim. Jimmy, nobody puts baby in the corner. <laughs> this is true. Uh, Mickey Hernandez says Hawk for president. I'd vote for you. <laughs> I'd probably do a better job in this continent right now. <laughs> That's for sure. All right, guys. Honey, anything else we want to add before we rock the hell on out of here for tonight? Uh, I'll plug my show real quick. Plug your show. All right. Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> my show, Hot Licks with Lily Six, Rock Rage Radio. There he goes. Oh my God. I need to change that name. <laughs> um, you can either download the app on your phone if you have a smartphone, or you can go to the website, rockrageradio.com, Thursdays at 6. I have a dumb phone. I can't get this so really. My phone's pretty dumb, so. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Rock Rage Radio, Lily Hotlicks. Hotlicks. Lily Six. <laughs> Keith, what's going on, buddy? Anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to plug? Anything you like going on? Anything you want to talk about? Any, have you seen any cool movies? Anything like that before we uh, rock and roll on out of here? Well, um, I got some uh, sad news. Next week, you guys will be without me. You got food on your end. <laughs> I will be... I'll be across the pond, as they would say, in Scotland, and I'd have to give up four in the morning, so I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, that it. really well, does you know, you know that Lily can't do Monday. When you when it, when are you going to be gone all week? Yeah, I'll be going the 21st to the 21st. Okay. All right. All right. No problem. So, so, so just so Lily and I will do, I guess, like, we'll do, what, do you want to do Wednesday again next week? I can't do Wednesday. What night can you do? Tuesday, Thursday. Okay. Right. We will figure out a date, and Lily and I will come on and do something for you guys entertaining. We I'll promise. tap dance. Yes, there we are. <laughs> oh, I'll dance. A, I, it's more like a giraffe <laughs> tap dancing when I try to do it. But what are you talking about? Giraffes do not tap dance. They could. That's crazy. You though. don't even know. You don't. Do you know what they do at night? Oh yes, I do. Know. I bet you you don't. All right, guys. <laughs> uh, you've been hanging out with the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus. Go to LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com and uh, check out all the cool stuff we got going on there. There's uh, pot, new podcasts going up every week. Tons of them now. We're doing a lot more. So check that out. Uh, you got any thoughts, any ideas, any things you'd like us to talk about, uh, suggestions, uh, let us know. And uh, pick yourself up a little bit of merchandise there as well at LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com. Uh, if you'd like a little behind-the-scenes stuff, I've been doing these uh, cool like mini-podcasts where I take a you know theme. I do Bluesy Tuesdays and Wicked Riff Wednesdays. We'll be doing Shredder Saturdays soon. Ooh. You can find out all about that, and you can like hang out with me while I cut the videos and give your input and everything to be part of my audience. And you can, if you want to like all this stuff, you want exclusive, uh, exclusive music, exclusive videos, go to Lou. LombardiMusic.com backslash inner circle. That is Lou LombardiMusic.com backslash inner circle. You can get all that there. And that's pretty much it, guys. Rob Halford, Bruce Dickinson. Bruce Dickinson takes it this round. And hey, I, I can't be sad about that because I'm a I'm I'm a Bruce fan as as much as I am uh, you know in many ways as, as a Rob Halford fan. So it was all good. It was a lot of fun tonight. Thanks all our uh, live viewers for tonight for hanging out with us. 
And uh, please share the podcast. When you share the podcast, I'll be very honest with you. It makes it a lot harder for Facebook to block it. <laughs> so the more it's shared around, the more it gets around. Makes Just a, a click, of, guys. Yeah. And this is a way you guys can help keep this great, amazing music alive is just by sharing these podcasts. So, all right, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. LudiniRockandRollCircus.com is a website. And we'll catch you guys all on the next Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus and Ludini Rock and Roll Circus podcast. Until then, keep rocking hard, guys. We're going to rock out with Halford and Dickinson together, the one you love to hate on the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus.